0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Gaia.com, the on-demand streaming TV service that helps you achieve your highest potential at your convenience. To get your first month at only 99 cents, visit gaia.com forward slash my7chakras. My 7 Chakras, episode 210.
1: It's not about me. I think it's a very powerful statement for us all to learn. The 7 Chakras. Aditya Jai Kumar
0: Kumar What's up Action Taker, AJ here, founder and host of My 7 Chakras, the show where we dive deep into the ancient world to uncover nuggets of wisdom that will help you find your life's purpose. So if you've stumbled upon a new way of living and a new way of thinking and you want answers to some of the mysteries that lie around us, then you are listening to the right episode. And if you've listened to any of our previous shows before, you know that uh, it is iTunes review time. So let's listen to Uh, recent ideas review today's review is by a person named meredith in fact the username is meredith zero or o 1975. I discovered the show about a month ago and I'm totally hooked. Anyone interested in bettering oneself and one's life should make the show a priority. It has expanded my knowledge of my existing interests and has inspired new interests and passions as well. I cannot recommend this show enough. Action Tribe, if this is the first time you're listening to our show, then make sure you press subscribe and stay notified of new episode releases. And if you want to write your own review, then it's super simple. Just go to my7chakras.com forward slash review That's my7chakras.com forward slash review. Uh, And if you've been on the fence till now about writing a review, maybe you don't consider yourself a tech savvy person, or you just don't know how now is your moment to take action because I've made it super (laughs) simple. And with that out of the way, let's bring on our special guest for today, Marilyn O'Malley. So Marilyn, Are you ready to inspire? I
1: am. I am. Definitely. Very happy to be here. Thank you, AJ.
0: Sounds great. So, Marilyn O'Malley is an empowerment coach for creative and sensitive women who love, live, and matter, but struggle with relationships, professional growth, financially, life and work balance, well-being, and spirituality. She wants to reframe how the world views highly sensitive people from shy and weak to superheroes with superpowers. Action Tribe, this is Marilyn's second appearance on My 7 Chakras. Her first appearance was way back in episode 18, 18 when we began our show, during which she spoke about energy healing, visualization, and manifestation. So if you've not listened to that episode already, you can go to my 7 com forward slash Marilyn O'Malley, L E. Why? And today, we revisit some of the topics uh, that we spoke about in our previous episode with a deeper emphasis on attracting wealth and abundance because that is such an important topic that doesn't get much uh, focus. So that was what I wanted to focus on. Uh, Marilyn, thank you so much for joining me on our show again. How are you doing?
1: Thank you. I'm doing great and I'm really excited and I think we're living in an incredible time in the world right now and um, and that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about really... Creating a movement around um, reframing how we see highly sensitive[s] in the world to seeing them as the superheroes of today with their superpowers to solve the world's problems because that's what our abilities of as highly sensitive. So I, I I'm feeding off of a lot of energy around that and um, and I just feel like we're in a very creative innovative, uh, life-changing energy, changing time in the world and that all the stuff that we're seeing break down is breaking down so we can build new, right? You have to have a breakdown break before you can have a breakthrough. So um, so I'm great. <laughs> How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm doing great. I love uh, that you said that you need to break down before you experience a break. Through. Uh, that's so mm-hmm. profound. It sort of reminds me of the transformation of a caterpillar to a butterfly. Yeah. You have to go past your uh, comfort zone. You have to break through, or break down, in fact, that sheath that was protecting you, uh, keeping you in the same space for so many years. And only when you break through that, not knowing at times what that might lead to, can you transform into your own version of butterfly and uh, it's so amazing i keep uh, chatting about this with all my guests that we are living in amazing times. so thanks a lot for reminding us Uh, and let's begin with uh, the first part of the show which is all about inspiration Uh, what is your favorite inspirational quote and how does that apply in your life
1: well um it, it's not a, a quote other than it's something that I always tell myself, and, and it's, it's not about me. And there's two ways that I use this. Number one, um, because this helps me break through uh, you know have that breakthrough or break break down the barriers that my ego or my perfectionist self would want to put up so that I'm not seen I can't get out and talk like I wouldn't want to be on the show because I'd be afraid that somebody might hear me make a mistake or I wouldn't look as good as I want to look in front of everybody and this I have been living by is just reminding myself that I'm the work that I'm doing is not about me it's all about about you, all, you know, all your listeners and, and everybody out there in the world that whoever I'm supposed to be working with and helping, um, and inspiring and motivating and giving a kick in the butt, um, you know, that, that it's not about me. It's about them. And, and that helps me do my, best work that helps me be my best self and and just also in relationships um you know it's like people we're, we're all individuals and I think so many times uh and we're living in a very narcissistic world uh right now that they're that everybody thinks everything's about them (laughs) and Mm -hmm. when we can start thinking differently like it's that person is angry but they're in pain and it's not about me Mm -hmm. and so how can I you know not be attached to their pain number one because that distracts me from me and taking care of me but also then it becomes you know codependent or something like that or or we start throwing judgments you know it's just it's it creates a healthy boundary and um and then you can be more you know can I help you or do you need to 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 go through this process on your own so for your own growth rather Mm -hmm. than thinking oh how can I help take care of them so I'm not feeling their pain or their anger or whatever um and then they don't get to go through their process of, of discovering their own growth. So, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: that's, that's how, it's not about me. I think it's a very powerful statement for us all to learn.
0: So I should drive the ego mind is always thinking about how you are going to be perceived and what people will think about you. And it's all about you, you, you. But if you really want to make a difference in the world and uh, if you want to develop the strength to make a difference then you must realize that it's not always about you but it's about the people who want to know the information that you currently have and you've been dedicating your life for maybe the last few years to collecting and if you f- put that focus on them and if you have that objective viewpoint of how you will get opportunities to serve the world then you will realize that that you are more powerful, because it's really not about you. It's about them. So thanks a lot for sharing uh, that amazing quote with us. In fact, uh, you said that we're living in a very narcissistic world, which is really true. Uh, I just uh, saw a trailer of a new movie that's going to be released, which has uh, Salma Hayek, uh, I think in the movie. And uh, I think she's she's a Reiki healer. (laughs) And she's she's, uh, very honest and upfront about her thoughts and feelings. And uh, it's a wonderful juxtaposition of somebody like her versus somebody who's more on the narcissistic side mm-hmm. of things. So it's it's uh, mm-hmm. something I'm looking forward to. It's just going to be released, I think, in a couple of months. But having said that, uh, let's dive into our topic for today, which is money, which is wealth, which is yeah. abundance. And they say that money is a form of energy, right? So what are your thoughts on that? Yes,
1: yes, yes. Okay, so I can go all over the place. So first, I'm going to say that um, we form our money beliefs um, when we're children. So I want to say money is intertwined with your beliefs about yourself and your relationships. It forms who you think you are. So it is not, there is not just money. And I see, I see a lot, one of the areas that I'm very, I would love all the millennials who are listening to this, who are saying money is not important or, um, you know, their, their relationship with it is kind of. Like, I don't want it. It's That's not the important thing. This is the important thing. I, I, I want you to please listen to this because it's not about... Um, money is not about just buying things or getting things or manipulating people and stuff with it. It really has to do with how you see yourself and how you see your relationships to others and yourself to the world. And those, a lot of... of those um, beliefs are formed in our early childhood, and so if you could just imagine this little boy or girl, right, is is all the things you go through, and you don't even and you're you're not even aware that you're necessarily forming beliefs because you're not really conscious about what's going on until you're like somewhere between seven and nine years old. So, but all whatever's happening in your family. However, your mother and dad relate to each other, how they talk about money, your situation in life, how you see people have and have not, um, whether your parents got divorced, what was that like? You know, did dad have more money and mom had less money, you know, or the opposite? Um, how was was money, if you had money, was it used to manipulate? Was it, uh, does money represent that you weren't loved because you're Father didn't pay child support, or your or uh, your mother never shared the money that she got. She just gave, you know, just did the basics. Um, and this is all related with the emotional support you got at that time, too. So it, it, it's not just about the factor of money. It's it's all the psychological and emotional things that are going on. And And just think, as a child, you're a sponge until you're somewhere between seven and nine years old to where all of a sudden your consciousness comes in. And you can go, yeah, that's right and that's wrong. But now you already have a foundation that's not really you. It's everybody else's stuff that you've taken in and you're you're uh have made a vow and a vow is a deeply uh is a deep um belief or a deep statement like a you know marriage vows that you say to yourself i'm going to be loyal to my family um in order to um you know be safe and secure you know, first for chakra, safety, security, loyalty to the family. So there's a lot of different vows that we make that are related to money having to do with how we're brought up and all the things that I just shared with you um, that, that relate to the age that we uh, make a vow Um, and, uh, they're related to the, to the different chakras and particularly the lower chakras because the first three chakras, that's where our power is, our personal power. It defines who we are, what, what we believe about our lives, what we believe about ourselves, and what we believe about our world, which has money, relationships, career, you know, all of those things, how, how, how the world perceives us and how we're perceiving the, the world. So, um, so just the main point I want to make here is, so I always give this example, you know, like a little kid, if you ask them and they don't, they haven't learned math yet. And you, and you show them on a piece of paper, what's one and one equal? Well, they might put the two ones together and it says 11, but really we know one plus one equals two. So that's just the, the brain of the child in using whatever information that it has. So that if you, if none of those beliefs and vows, um, um, and thinking about ourselves evolves, meaning that you pay attention and you reprogram what is, what is incorrect, uh, what isn't true. Um, then you're bringing those, that little child's concepts in, through your subconscious mind, which is, you know, carries forward with you. And that's how you're perceiving the world now through that, that filter of that little kid inside of you right and so even though the adult is operating out there and doing things um, this is it no matter what it does it keeps having these experiences say let's say you can't save money right you're really having trouble saving money it doesn't matter you could be making a ton of money and I've had all, all different clients they've had lots of money or they just make enough money to get by well, your savings. So if we look at look at money, uh, we're looking at your program beliefs, habitual thoughts, the emotions around it, and then usually had some type of trauma um, around it. And that, again, could be having to do with money or not having to do with money, and somehow it related your personal value. Like, um, so, so we'll just say savings. What I see a lot... Is that people can't save money because savings means um, having money means it reminds them either they're not loved uh, they you know they weren't loved they weren't supported as a child Um, it reminds them of that there was anger or problems you know so it's kind of like a hot potato like ah I don't want this and they won't know why they'll just say oh my god anytime I get any extra money in my savings account. I just feel, I feel so uncomfortable. And, and they'll say, you know, it isn't like you, you like just give it away. But what do you end up doing? You, your car breaks down. There's something that uh, you go clothes shopping or, you, you know, you, do, you just do things to get rid of it. Or there's, there's somehow something happens so that you never have the saving. And so what, what a lot of times I'll do is I'll ask and the people that are listening, listeners, you can what you can do is you can write down, here's a little activity you can do. Is write down um, how much money's in your savings account. And then notice what you're feeling. What's showing up in your body when you look at that amount? And it's really important that you write it down and you look at it. And then, so here's what most people feel, right? So these are the feelings uh, they feel sadness, anxiety, grief, embarrassment, shame, disappointment, loss, worry, fear. They don't feel safe or secure they feel desperate, it's not fair. And then um, when those things are running through them, then they start to, what, so what would be the statements that would might be going on? I don't feel safe, I've never felt, feel taken care of. I'm not enough. I don't know how to do this, I hear that a lot. Uh, I'm a failure, you know, I'm a, mm-hmm, uh, it's not fair, it's not enough, why me? So all of those, um, all of those statements are, um, you know, come up in a variety of ways. It's amazing what people think about themselves when they think about money. So see how it's a, it's a number in a savings account, and all of a sudden we've got this stockpot full of all these negative associations with it, Right.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So before moving on, I'm going to just summarize uh, what what has been uh, shared so far, so we don't lose the audience. But what you're saying basically is we form our money beliefs as children. Uh, money beliefs are intertwined with our identity and our relationship with the world around us. And what I'm what I'm getting is what you're trying to say is uh, money itself is useless. It's just paper. But the presence of money allows us to do good or to do bad. And as children, we are sort of meaning making machines. We're sponges, like you saw eloquently said, we absorb and learn how people are thinking about or talking about money. And even though we've grown old, even though we become adults, we're viewing money or what we can do with money through the same filter of our inner child. Uh, so unless we work on our subconscious belief systems, unless we do the activities that you've told us to do, sort of, you know, write down our bank uh, savings, uh, you know, feel the emotions, write down statements of what those emotions, you know, what we're feeling. And make sense or out of it all and, and then take action. Uh, uh, unless we do those uh, activities and, and things, we're still that same child who's trying to make sense uh, of the world around him or her and uh, looking at his parents and talking about money in certain ways. So, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Uh, but. I've heard this term uh, called money block and and I think you also speak about that. What is the money block in this context?
1: So the block, the block is the limited feel like I'm not enough. Why me? Mm. Um, So it's how we think and feel about ourselves. Those are our blocks. And most of them are subconscious. Like, uh, um, like, do you feel worthy to, to have and receive things from people? So when, when, so, some of the blocks, so if I was to say so we're I'm sorry that um i'm I can I can get three thoughts going in my mind crashing in my head at the same time, and I have to think how to say this and remember I'm speaking to people that uh, might know nothing about this. So yeah. one of the so the the blocks are beliefs and feelings that we have, habitual thoughts, program beliefs and emotions that run through us all mm. the time. So and concerning money. So any time you think about money, savings, you go to pay for something and you look in your wallet or bring out your credit card. You have an association with that mm. money. And so it brings up, so actually what happens, so the block, what it does, it puts you into fight or flight. Oh, my God, I'm not enough. Oh, my God, I don't have enough. You know, I'm not worthy of this. You know, I see a lot of people that... Um, I think with, you know, with our somewhat of our narcissistic society, and then also, uh, there's a lot of perfectionism out there, people wanting to appear perfect or thinking that they keep having to show up a certain way, right? That, that, um, that is, you know, tripping everybody, tripping everybody up. And, and again, that puts them in fight or flight, and that that um, I'm not perfect enough, I didn't do perfect enough work to ask for the amount of money that my time and energy is worth, and so I can't ask for more until I'm perfect. Um, and so here are some of the vows that we make as children that I think will help you see, and these are our blocks to money. So, And as I said earlier, sometimes they have nothing to do with the money itself, But this is, money plays a part in it. So you make a vow to never be vulnerable. So if you grew up in a family, like maybe you had a parent who was super needy, And you didn't get, and so, uh, or a narcissist, or um, you were, you know, every time you asked for something, uh, you know, it was like, who do you think you are? No, you can't have, we can't afford that, you know, so that you, you finally realize I need to stop asking, because this hurts to ask and not get my needs met. And so you make a vow, I will never be um, vulnerable, I'll never be needy, I won't ask for help, you know, Um, and so... That right there if you can't be vulnerable and you can't be needy then that means you can't get your needs met right and so like if you have a need to make X amount of mon- uh, dollars a month to really do to live your life authentically and that means having pleasure that means having more than enough that means living in a, in a place that really nurtures you you know I mean really living not just getting by um, you won't allow yourself to have that you won't allow yourself to make that money because you can't ask For help. So, if you're an entrepreneur um, and you feel like you have to do everything on your own, you can't have other people come in and help you. Um, You know, you see a lot of those people who are walking around being like, I got to be really strong. I can't ask anybody. And this is males and females. I was one of these. I can't ask for help because um, I'm going to look weak and I don't want to be vulnerable. And and a lot of highly sensitive are you know we we're thought of as weak and shy and all this and and so we sort of start disappearing and and we start making this well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand out because it doesn't feel safe because people are gonna make fun of me or they're gonna tell me things about myself that I don't want them I don't want them to see me crying being moved at a beautiful sunset or a, a, a happy commercial right and so um, so we'll say okay I'm never gonna let I'm never going to be vulnerable in front of people, so you're never going to let people know that you don't feel strong or you um, don't feel uh, good about yourself. Uh, you're not going to ask for help. So that's one of the vows. So another one is, um, um, I, I'll never ask, well, never ask for what you need and desire. Again, so it doesn't feel safe. Um, you'll make a vow to be perfect, uh, in order, again, it plays in, um, it, it is, I'll make, you make a vow to never feel your power or never be and be powerful because you either got punished as a kid for, you know, really being yourself. I have a lot of people that are like, "Oh my God, I just love to dance and sing." And dance. but you ended up having um, a parent who was maybe maybe depressed or you know didn't have time and was just, "Come on, stop it! You're too much! You're driving me crazy!" You know, not meaning to hurt them, but you know, but it shut them down. And so they said, "All right, I won't. I won't be myself. I'll be who you want me to be." Um, and so when we give our power like that, then we feel broken, we feel worthless, uh, you know, it keeps us in fear. Um, so and you don't you don't want the you, you feel like if you're in power, then somehow you're hurting somebody else, or you're taking uh, time away from somebody else. So uh, you make a vow to get even. Um, So this happens a lot when like a a very wounded child and then they grow up and be an adult leader and they're like, um, you know, I'm going to get even with you guys, I'm going to show you. Um, So that can happen. I mean, make a vow to never be angry. Uh, I know a lot of women make this vow uh, and and anger has to do with that, with the with fear, we make, we make vows. I'm not going to feel anymore. And so a lot of people are shutting down because to feel, to really feel and be in your energy, you would have to, you would have to feel everything, right? But people don't know how to manage that. So it feels overwhelming. So all of those, all of those vows, um, are made because first chakra, it doesn't feel safe. You have to do the tribe thing. Like, so a lot of men, Particularly, I would say, look and see, are you believing that you can't make more money than your father or somebody in your family? You can't have more than your family has. That's a big issue for a lot of people. Um, Some people around the money and first chakra is, um, I don't want to make a lot because my family would take it because whatever's mine is theirs. So people will be like, nope, I just make enough to pay everything else. I can't have any more. And they don't even know that they're doing this right? Um, Second chakra is like around the money might be um, again, the the relationship. I'm not good enough. I'm not, I don't matter. I'm not worthy of it. And it could be um, that also it's um, what do we want to say here around the money is so you don't you don't believe like you can shine, that you can stand out. It doesn't feel safe. Again, if you don't feel safe in first chakra, don't feel secure and you have to go along with the family, so for you to start to stand out feels very um uh, start to stand out on your own and do create your own identity feels very unsafe. And so again, that will keep you, if you're an entrepreneur business or from going out and speaking from share, you know, say sales, it's hard for sales because you can't uh, you feel like it's improper for you to say, I have this, you want it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to shine your light, to, to, to be big out there because again of those other vows because i, I promised that i would put you know not be in my power I, and um, i wouldn't be vulnerable and i'm not going to ask for what i need it just see yeah, how just keeps building on each other um, and then the you might think the world is not a safe place so it's not safe for you to you know people don't understand me i'm not lovable so I, that means i'm not likable um, i don't, don't feel connected so there's lots of these different ways of feeling and being in the world that were that are affecting our ability to create and manifest money in our lives
0: Got it. So really quickly, you you mentioned a couple of things over here. A lot of men or maybe women as well have this belief that you cannot make more than your parents or your earning ability somehow is limited to how much they used to make. You said that uh, there's a subconscious belief that if they make more then their family will take it which is not a logical belief, but then it's within the subconscious and the fact that people a lot of times feel that they are not good enough. And these, like you've mentioned, are wows that are made uh, during childhood and uh, which uh, makes sense for people to identify what the wows are really or maybe write it down. So what does a person do when they have these wows and know that, okay, these are some money blocks that are existing in my life? What uh, can they do about it in order to transform their relationship with money?
1: So first of all, just seeing them and seeing that, that they're there is like a big, I, I see for a lot of people, it's like, oh my God, all of a sudden they they, they can see how much shame they were holding or, you know, um, that, that they feel better about themselves. They get like, oh, uh, it, it, just by finding them and understanding or just hearing what I'm saying, then you can go, oh my gosh, you know, all right, it's not me. These are things I've learned, They're, they're you know, my money is not me, how it's showing up right now so you can start taking action look i come take my do the money map with me um but some of the things um you can do is um, i'm trying to think what they can do on their own because a lot of times you can't find these things on your own you know it's like that that's the hard part and so it's finding somebody like myself who can help dig when what i'm looking for is the root so i'm looking for one of these roots about um you know where you don't feel safe. I, you know, when I work, I'm looking at the, each of the chakras and what would be the vows you made there, and and you're telling me how your life is. But um, you, I do an EFT tapping, so that's one. So if anybody has money issues, and um, you can go on my YouTube youtube site and there's all sorts of i don't feel safe for uh around these vows i don't feel safe and then there's also i'm not enough and then there's just some regular ones on money there's a there's a lot there around these money beliefs and around savings and debt so you can just go on and and start uh tapping along with me and i will be saying things but as you and, and, and it's described in each of the videos you can see what comes up for you and then just substitute uh, something in there but you might the first time just go along with me to help and I'll help you like open up that open up that gate so you can start to get into that space and you can be oh I feel this I feel that um, um, yeah but I just think I think looking at it uh, each of these I think going through the process is, Probably been the most um, going through a process with somebody who can see these because it's otherwise it's time consuming. But uh, on the easier level, like I said, go to YouTube, follow some of my money programs in there on save. On dad, on money, on uh, the the self esteem stuff, on the vows. Um, those are easy ways to get in, get in, and just get started on that. But just I think recognizing, you know, just again, this is why I'm saying millennials, look at your money. Like do, when the bills come in, do you just put them to the side, like you don't even open them, and it's like you know you put up a big like they're kryptonite to you, right? And and so just understand that. That's like kryptonite to your whole life. Mm. Then you're you're like you put up a shield and you have this. You just put yourself into fight or flight, which we can't be creative when we're in in fight or flight. We can't be um, productive uh, or do any healing, and it just gets us spinning. And it and, and so just realizing, oh, I have some stress around my money, and the more I can relieve my stress around money. and and get clear about what it means to me and and get clear about who I am, then I can manifest so much more easily in the world and I can start receiving. This is a big thing for anybody that's having money trouble is you have to become a good receiver. And so that means asking for help. That means it's okay to be needy and have needs and get them met. It means that it's okay to self-care, to give yourself pleasure, and um, be who you are. Um, it's all right to be vulnerable, and it's all and, and it's great to set you know healthy boundaries and and set goals. But you've got to um, you've got to receive, and that's even so. It's not just around money; it's about receiving love, receiving compliments. Re- somebody gives you a gift, I so many people like are I want this. Oh, I, I really want to go to um, to this concert, and somebody says. Oh, I'll take you and they'll be like, Oh no, I can't. I can't let you buy that ticket to me. <laughs> you know? It's like mm. they want something and then they say it and then they push it away. And then they, then they, you know, just think and that that's happening because they don't think they're worth it or they've got a thing about. I can't take anything from somebody else because maybe then I'll owe them something. See, there's all these little unconscious things that are that are going on, and and I don't want to be in debt by anybody because then that means they can control me, and you know, kind of runs on to this story. But
0: so, Action Tribe, really quickly, if you want to send me to a concert, then I have no problems <laughs> at all. I love to receive, and uh-huh. if you're really interested in sending me to. Uh, uh, a concert uh, not taylor swift but some other concert then i will be more than happy to go and <laughs> represent you but uh, that's such an important uh, point to think about uh, Marilyn. is sometimes we think about an intention and it comes into our life but we want with that reciprocity taps into our mind which is not a bad thing but we need to learn how to receive now we, you spoke about eft and tapping and i'm guessing that a lot of people might be especially people who are new to this space thinking i've heard of et but what is eft EFT now so could you you know uh, talk yeah. to us a bit about what EFT is and, and so how it relates to tapping yeah,
1: it's uh, emotional freedom technique and it, it basically you're tapping on the meridians um, on the face and um, chest area and um, And the top of the head. So on the head Mm. and uh, chest, I I do it a little bit different. I don't do all the areas that everybody else, like the sides and the hands. But you're tapping on meridian points, acupressure points that – and when you tap on them and you are, so say I'm going, I'm working with somebody on, um, I'm going to see if I, um, for, for like negative self-talk, right? So I would yeah. be, I would be talking, um, I might start out uh, um, and as we're, imagine that we're pulling a route. So I'm looking for when I talk to people and um, I'm working with them, I'm pulling out all of the wording feelings emotions all the negative limit, limiting stuff that, that that's going on with them and so I, in order to do that so then i can come back and do the tapping with them or do another type of energy work with them so like tapping would be the people would be tapping through these various uh points um uh, and as we do that and sh- the the person I'm working with would be uh, following me and so it would be like um, tapping on a point like at the beginning of all this heavy self judgment and, and then the mm-hmm. person would say all this heavy, heavy self judgment I should have done it better I should have done it better I keep screwing up I keep screwing up um, I must be missing something I must be missing something We just so I am helping her talk about that root problem and we keep going deeper and deeper until we're like pulling it out pulling it out, pulling it out, and we're going to the shame and every. We're not holding back on anything because as we do this, so say say her thing was um, I'm not good enough, and it was a it was a nine out of out of ten. So nine being a uh, ten being very very true, and a one being no, I'm not. I I, I don't really i my once a year think I'm not good enough. Um, and so what we do is we keep doing that, and it happens fairly quickly that we get you down to a one or a zero. That when you start to think, like, a lot of times we're cracking up because I'll go, uh, so I'll say, okay, say I'm not good enough now, and, and she'll go, I'm not good <laughs> She goes, I can't believe I used to think that. <laughs> like, you you, know, you just can't find it, right? And um, yeah, so I'll give you an example. And so, whether you you have money or not, it's like I had this uh, attorney, actually, like a a, a tax attorney. Was did very well in her, uh, in their business, and but the, the thing is, is that they and they made lots of money. They had clients; that were not losing any, you know, any money, and they weren't suffering from it. But she wasn't billing her mm. clients, and so she didn't have money coming in on a regular basis. And because she didn't have that money coming in, she was like spending. There was a there was a uh, uh, what do I want to say a a, a blocked part of her that. Made her feel like she had to go out and spend. And then she started hiding it, like from her husband and stuff. Um, and she was, you know, very, very big professional woman. And um, so once we did this work and we got to the root of her problem, uh, it was like very quickly she enrolled, she, you know, she started to put a whole system in place and had her assistant, you know, she had people that could do this, but she just mm-hmm. unconsciously was self sabotaging herself to not do it. And so once she could see, and it wasn't her, and she wasn't a bad person, and the money had nothing to do with her, it was this unconscious programming driving it. Um, And so she, like, within the first month, she paid off $10,000 that she got, she was getting, I mean, it was just like the money was flowing in. She made more money than she had made in, in her, in her life, Uh, you know, coming in on a regular basis, settled everything. And now she feels good about, good about life. Um, I know AJ for you, like when you started, did you notice particularly like with the receiving, um, did you notice when there was a shift for you in in having more abundance and wealth, and this is what we're talking. We're not just talking money. Uh, mm-hmm. This is wealth. All and wealth yeah. is friendships. Like I said in the very beginning, money is related to your friends, how you feel about. It. So if you feel good and charismatic and lit up in your life, and you don't have all these blocks, you know these mm-hmm. negative feelings and thoughts within you, yeah. then you're you're lit up. You're you're horny for life. You're you know people are going like, oh, geez, what, how, what's going on with you? You're just. Lit up and that will happen naturally there isn't anything you have to go out there and get once you start taking these blocks off that are that are kind of you know smothering your life force energy, you're naturally going to be more radiant and more energetic. And um, but so yeah, it's like wealth of like oh, I want to travel or your sense of humor will grow and and um, your your ideas and creativity will come because you're not in that fight or flight. And you've got friends, you're more playful and you take better care of your, you know, of yourself and you pay attention to your needs. Uh, you're you're giving and loving to your yourself as you are to other people and and you so there's just things that you get to know in this process That creates that wealthy life. You just see how rich your life is, even if you don't have a lot of money uh, yet. But, you know, um, your experiences,
0: if you added them all up, would be outrageously, you know, wealthy. So, I mean, since you were asking me, the way I look at it is that the universe always wants to send you something. It wants to send you an experience or send you a resource or send you somebody who might help you with your journey because it knows exactly what you're thinking, right? Your thoughts cannot be hidden from the universe, but sometimes we block uh, those uh, intuitive. Nudges, we block those gifts unknowingly. And so what I've been working on is, uh, and in many ways, I'm still working on some of my uh, belief systems, but really, like you mentioned, just acknowledging that, yes, those uh, inner beliefs do exist. But how do you like if you take out those beliefs, there's nothing that can exist in vacuum, right? So you need to replace them with uh, empowering beliefs and make it a habit. So that's what I've been trying to do over the last couple of uh, months is recognizing that the universe always wants to send you abundance and just step Stepping into uh, whatever it has in store for you, and but at the same time mm-hmm. taking out those limiting beliefs that are preventing me, keeping me scarce, and keeping me, you know, where I am. Now, I want to talk about uh, the presence of debt in our lives. Mm-hmm. according to you how does that affect our ability to attract abundance the presence of debt financial debt
1: so it it depends it all depends on your mindset around debt and what kind of debt mm-hmm. you have because you could be um you know you could be like a, a Donald Trump right before he was president you know he he was went bankrupt a few times but uh, but besides that it's just like he never feels bankrupt you know, it's just part of business in some ways. You know, he's always come back and made more money than he, than he lost the first time. Uh but, um, and but it's thinking about, you know, some people that own a house, it's, it's not, you might have a mortgage, but that to them, that's not a debt. Um, so it's all about how you look at it. And that has a lot to do. Here's the, um, so this is a fascinating thing. Remember, we talked about savings has to do with, um, you know, how you, how you uh, look at things and feel, feel about things and whether you're good enough and et cetera, that has to do with, um, battle, um, anger Mm -hmm. or feeling a betrayal. So sometimes, you know, that is, um, like there's a lack of forgiveness there's uh I know uh, for me I've seen a lot of people I've worked with when they've had debt it's it's like they feel like they're against the world's against them or they have to like battle with their parents there's always the you know I don't know do you know some people like that that just that just um like everything's a battle <laughs> Uh, Mm. and they they, so they just they don't again they don't feel the flow they're not in the flow Mm. and there's a lot of anger unexpressed anger and stuff there but um and debt, so debt stresses you out, again, The major stress, and it has to do with, um, so it would be like, I'm a loser, I'm an idiot, I'm a failure, I'm worthless, um, I'm not good enough um, to be financially free, um, there's avoidance, um, I don't deserve to be happy, I should have known better, I, um, feelings are, are around it are shame, fear, embarrassment, failure, anxiety, sadness, overwhelm, and again, what to do is like not, you know. Again, what you avoid, um, what uh, what you resist persists, and so it's to embrace it. Like I, I say, we're all we are all brilliant, juicy messes. <laughs> you know, we're brilliant. We come in. We come in with that soul. And that's our brilliance and whatever we bring with that. And then our juiciness is who we are as a human being on earth, you know, and how we show up with that. And our messiness is our shadows, what we're working out. And that's who we are. And we just all got to get that we're all messy. There's nobody who is not messy. You know, even the Dalai Lama gets angry and is messy, you know. So there's everybody has some messiness. And and it's nothing to be ashamed of it's our messiness is our lessons to learn here in life our uh our 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 challenges not to take us down but to to lighten us up and so in the debt so if you look at the debt it's just like so okay this is where i am right now and if you start to love money as you love yourself and money's here to support you express yourself in the world so just think money is like not uh, not to be battled you're not waking up to pay the bills you're waking up to you know what we talked about to love live and matter you're waking up to express inspire motivate teach um, you know whatever it is that that is your purpose in the world you're here to do that and so let money help you do that in the best way I need a really nurturing environment for me. I need to feel really grounded. I need uh, to uh, feel pampered and have good food. and And the more work I do, the more people I need. That I am a fine-tuned machine, and this needs special attention. <laughs> and everybody's a fine-tuned machine, and they need their special attention. And we need to become, you know, narcissistic in the way that we do self-care. But more um, more expansive in the uh, it 's not about me in in the way that we relate with everybody else, uh, mm-hmm. and not the other way around, which I see a lot of, of people doing so um, so debt t- looking at debt again, deal with these issues about how you 're feeling. And thinking about yourself so you can stop and get yourself out of that fight or flight. You can go on my YouTube and uh, find something on there on debt or, or go look up um, also on my blog. So just type in savings or debt. And I have these exercises in there too, I believe, or else I have videos taking you through stuff and talking on that so that it will help you, you know, process that if you can't work with me or find somebody else to work through this stuff. Um, but it, and it's looking at, um, looking at at money that it's just a means to becoming more you. And so... You know, just starting to make a plan to pay off the debt and allowing yourself to receive more money so you can pay off the debt quicker. And going to the banks and asking, how can you uh, have this much debt or, or uh, you know, a, a car uh, finding out? How can it be everything be consolidated and maybe even some of it taken off? There's like amazing. The universe will support you when you start taking action and just saying, OK, how can I get rid of a big chunk of this really quickly or and, and just listen then and follow your intuition and get the stress out of the way
0: now another topic that you talk about is toxic money right Mm -hmm. so what exactly is toxic money and how how does that is that related to debt or is that something else
1: well no uh toxic money is i'm just getting my sheet of paper here so toxic money is money that has an emotional attachment to it um so this is when um, not everybody has toxic money. And this might be that you, uh, somebody's receiving um, alimony. And mm-hmm. the person who's paying the alimony, um, like, p- plays with them with it. Like, it, it's like they're dependent on it. And they might, like, pay them late. Or they might, um, you know, there's, like, certain conditions that go along with it. So that that's toxic. It's like, uh, so some people like that won't make more money because it might be there's might be uh, a lawsuit or something going on that is happening that um if you make x more money than x um you won't receive that money and so people will li- start to limit and uh, limit that so it's just it's money that has an unhealthy the relationship with Got it, it. The, the, that's it. not not good yeah or it might be a parent who controls you with their money, you know if you don't act this way or if you don't do this then i'm i'm taking you out of the will you're you're i'm going to disinherit you that's toxic money
0: makes sense well thanks a lot for sharing your story so far and the explanations that you've shared with us uh, so based on what you shared what is that one action step that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today mm, be
1: compassionate with yourself I think just really, just, uh, you know, love your inner child (laughs) And, and be compassionate that, you know what, you have some beliefs and some thoughts that are not true, that are driving your life, and you need to find those and know that you are so much more powerful and loving than you're giving yourself credit for right now.
0: So Action Tribe to access the show notes for today's episode visit mysevenchakras.com forward slash two one zero. That's my sevenchakras.com forward slash two one zero. And before moving on, let's listen to a word from our sponsor. Action Tribe, if you are having fun so far, learning about money, learning about our blocks, learning about our relationship with money, then I'm so glad that you are. If you're new to this show, then I want you to know that our community is called Action Tribe because we believe in the power of taking action. And taking action doesn't only mean physical action. Action is also mental because thoughts, as we're learning, thoughts are things and thoughts are powerful. And when we take action, we're bound to make mistakes, we're bound to maybe go down the wrong road, or sometimes end up disappointing some people. So it's important to think about taking action as an experiment, because no matter what happens, we're always learning something. But always remember to trust your inner voice, because that voice knows what is best for you and for the universe. And if you learn to trust your intuition, you'll find out that the universe will always send you good things, even though the good things might be in disguise of a of a challenge or an obstacle. And if you persist, you will taste the fruit of glory. And as T.D. Jakes once said, but I think my mistakes became the chemistry for my miracles. I think that my tests became my testimonies. So Marilyn, thank you so much for sharing all those amazing things with us today. As on today, what is your life's calling? What
1: is my life's calling to stop needless suffering? And to raise up the energy of highly sensitive into superheroes of today with their superpowers.
0: Love that. I'm sure many of our listeners are really inspired, especially ones that are uh, sensitive, that are intuitive, and that are looking for ways to transform their perceived weakness to a superpower. So, And with that, we've arrived at the very last round, uh, which is called the wisdom round. My first question is, uh, what is the best advice that someone has ever given you in just one sentence? Invest in yourself. Name a personal habit that keeps you going. Meditation, daily. And uh, I know I asked you this question last time as well, but that was about a year and a half back. But as on today, what is your morning rit- routine like?
1: Yeah, and it's totally different. Um, I wake up, I do a 20-minute meditation, and then I, do, I say sutras after that, and then I open uh, charge and balance all my chakras, and um, then I get up and I drink about twenty ounces of water and um, make uh, make my uh, breakfast. And I think I'm missing something, but that's pretty much. Uh, and then I head into my head into my office, but. Um, Oh, I, I come in and, and you know, after, so I drink my water, and then I come into my office and I ring a chime. I have a chime. I do my chimes and I light an incense and I let that fill the room and clear the room, my office, while I'm uh, making my breakfast. So it's all. So name a book. A book with uh, how about tapping into wealth by Margaret Lynch, which has a lot to do with what I was just sharing with you guys.
0: Tapping into wealth by Margaret Lynch, right? Got it.
1: She was my teacher in uh, learning a lot of this, so so I highly recommend that book to people.
0: Action Tribe, I know many of you love reading the books that we recommend on our show, and many of you also purchase them as soon as you hear them shared on the show. And I want to remind you that Audible.com is offering Action Tribe one free audio book download with a free 30-day trial so that you can get to check out their great service. If you don't know already, Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your different devices, Android, Kindle, iPhone. And the titles include bestsellers like The Chakra System by Anadia Judith, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda and A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free book and start listening right away, go to audibletrial.com forward slash msc. Once again, that's a-u-d-i-b-l-e, audibletrial.com forward slash msc. MSC, so that you can start listening to your favorite book. So Marilyn, thank you so much for joining us once again on My 7 Chakras. Uh, tell us something that you're grateful right now for and uh, tell us the best way we can find you.
1: Thank you, AJ. And I actually am grateful for you as I was talking in the beginning. I love your audience and your uh, and your audience... The people who have reached out to me and and just to talk even have been um, wonderful. And so uh, I'm grateful for all that you're doing in the world. And I'm grateful for this opportunity to be sharing with you and and, um, inspiring the world.
0: And and, uh, your website link?
1: I'm sorry. So it's MarilynO'Malley.com. And that's M A R I L Y N dot com.
0: awesome we'll have that in the show notes thank you so much once again for coming on our show talking to us about power of money or the energy of money and the uh, limitations that blocks bring with them and how we can clear those blocks away and also taking us one step closer to a human revolution
1: yes thank you thank you so much thank you everybody for listening We're listening to my seven chakras go to my S-E-V-E-N, download your free gift get inspired and take action transform your life today